And hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode nine of the Ice Castle Report. I'm Anthony, joined by Tim. And Tim, once again, it's another week where this one might hurt worse than the Northern Iowa game. This one, this one might sting a little more than the Northern Iowa game. Yeah, a 38-28 loss at the Ice Castle. That's the bottom line. You can't lose home games. You can't lose conference games. And you didn't want to be 0-2 in the conference to start the 2019 season, and that's where the Penguins are at. And it was a winnable game. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Northeast Ohio fan of football, you've seen the two games back-to-back that look exactly similar yep. in, the, in the Penguins and the Browns. But we're not talking about the Browns, but if you, watched, if you didn't see the Penguins and seen the Browns game, you've seen the Penguins game and vice versa. That's all I'm going to say is you can't turn over the ball – um, multiple times as the the Penguins did. You cannot miss opportunities as the Penguins did offensively and defensively. And you can't have breakdowns. And not this stage of the season when you're in conference games. And to sum it up, it was just a lost opportunity because that was a winnable game at home in front of your home crowd for mm-hmm. your homecoming. And that was that was just one of the most disappointing games I've listened to all season long. I didn't get a chance to go, but I had the game on the radio the entire night. And it was – I was just utterly disgusted and frustrated throughout the entire process because they actually had that game in control and had a chance to win it, and they just – let it slip through their fingers, kind of the same way up in northern Iowa, mm-hmm. but not necessarily the same game. This one here was turnovers, yeah. was huge part, and blown assignments. Simple as that. You know, Tim, all year we've talked about this team's going to go as far as two things will take them. The offensive line and quarterback play. and we And obviously we know. Nate Mays was nowhere near 100%. So let's just give him credit for being a warrior and battling out there and fighting his butt off. Played well in some spurts. Made a lot of really good throws. Um, he ran the ball well. I mean, for a guy who yeah, had a he bad ran hip, the ball well for you know, a really bad hit. You know, I thought he played actually he, uh, at a nice level. His, his interceptions were costly. His two first, you know, Tim, those are probably the. Two bad throws he's had all year. I mean, he had a pick before that, but th- this one was just, it was just, you're up 14-3 at halftime, dominating, and Penguins driving to end the first half, if not six, guaranteed to get three, yeah. and you throw a pick. Uh, the Jackrabbits don't score, so you're going up 14-3. And you give up 35 in the second half. 28 offensively. One was a pick six. And you texted me, Tim. Anytime you give a pick six, you're in trouble. Yeah. And It, uh, it was a big play in the game. It, and once again, the Penguins in the second half just completely bogged down offensively. Uh, the run game, you got 145 yards running the ball in 37 carries. That's good for close to a four-yard clip. What shocked me, Tim... Penguins threw the ball 35 times. I was really surprised. Um, 
how many first down passes we attempted. I actually was happy to see. I liked it, but I, I was surprised. Yeah I, yeah, I was. And it's tough to, to criticize that part of the game because you need to be a little multidimensional. Yeah, yes. and, and multidimensional is even a better word. And I thought some of the play calling was erratic is the best way. That I, yeah, that I that's a great it. way to put it, Tim. And they just, they became predictable at times. And when it that got was, close. That was, that was kind of weird. It was, you know, on that level. What, the pick six was a huge play in the ball game. The Alessi fumble was a huge play in the Yeah, ball you're game. driving what we talked about to extend the your lead. The 15-yard post-play, 15-yard uh, unsportsmanlike conduct on the offensive lineman. Or, Matt or, Jones, the center, yeah. Yeah, and it took you out of field goal range. It was a huge, huge penalty late in the game. And you just can't make the mistakes they made. You can't, you know. Obviously, I didn't see the play because I was listening to it. Silly mistakes, Tim. And the touchdown... The 81-yard touchdown throw that uh, South Dakota State had. I mean, I didn't see the play. All I heard was, oh, this is going to be a touchdown. So I had no idea what actually yeah. happened. But because it's the worst play-by-play in history of, of college football. Uh, and next thing you knew, that they were behind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you didn't know who got beat. You didn't know what happened. Yep. And, you know, later you hear about... The player who, uh, you know, came to the sideline and and Pelini and the defensive uh, coaches were just, you know, again, saying, how could you blow that, you know, make that mistake? And unfortunately for the Penguins, when they make a mistake, it's a huge, yeah, they pay a huge mm-hmm, penalty for that mm-hmm. mistake. They're not able to overcome those mistakes, and they cost them points every time, either offensively taking them out of position to score points or defensively giving up six, or in a sense, yes. you know, Mays throwing to pick six. There was a of their thirty-eight points. There's seventeen points that they've had in that ball game that most good teams will never give up. Yep, and that was the difference in the ball game. And you leave a good team, especially someone ranked number three in, in the country, country. Yep. in the ball game as long as you did because of your mistakes. You're going to die from your mistakes, and that's what happened. And that's frustrating because I believe the team was put in positions to be successful. Uh, Some execution was wrong, and the most frustrating part is you just can't turn over the ball like that. You keep turning over the ball. You keep making – you put yourselves in in second and third and long situations – and you don't have the right play called, it's difficult to overcome. And I was just utterly, you know, frustrated because through the first three quarters, I still believe the Penguins had a great shot at winning this ballgame. Yeah, you're winning on the fourth quarter. Yeah, and you had opportunities. It's just it's frustrating to watch a team – on the verge of two victories the last two weeks, not finish the job. And those, and it start the season 0 and 2 in your conference. Now you have to win the rest of your conference games. As simple as that. You can't yeah, lose you, the rest of the year. You have maybe one 
You yeah, you could be you could probably lose one and be the twenty fourth team into the playoffs. But, but you might be the twenty fifth team and left out. You can't lose North Dakota State because you'll have no quality wins. Exactly. You you have to basically win out. Yeah. They're in a situation their playoffs begins this week against the Salukis. Simple yeah. as that. That really does. Yeah, if they want once it, again. You know, in order to have a second season, they have to win out. It's as yeah. simple as that. They put themselves behind the eight ball. Uh, in, a, in a scenario that I just don't know what's going to happen next. This is a gut check on the road in the conference game going against the Salukis, who, you know, in the last 10 years have played you tough. Yeah. Tim, what is – and we talked Saturday night briefly, um, and I think we can both say that there was a huge – sense of frustration uh, from both of us. You obviously are very frustrated still. Um, it, it's I'm going to say this is inexcusable. This is year five of this coaching staff. And it's not and like you pointed out it's not the small mistakes. It's the stupid big mistakes that you know once the big mistake is made the avalanche is going to come rolling down that hill and you're going to be buried. And it's every year. Every year. And I just don't know when these mistakes in close games are going to stop. Because, Tim, right now the Penguins should be 6-0 and with six three-touchdown wins. I Honestly. Was, I even would say they could be 5-1 and because the loss on the road at the Uni Dome. I mean, they were down by that, 14 in that game. Now, they didn't score in the fourth quarter yeah. when they had opportunities and stuff like that. You can... I'll give them a pass in that game simply because it was on the road. But you should be 5-1 with, with yes. five three-touchdown wins. Well, this is this was the quality win that you should have had. Let's say you defeated a top-10 team. Yep. at home. And you are now in the mix for the playoff spot. You'll be the third or the, you know, possibly the second, maybe the third team in the conference to qualify for the playoff. And, you know, 24 teams make the playoffs. Yep. So you have a you got a lot of work to do. And, you know, I mentioned this earlier in the season. One of the most important things a team can do is be ready for the next play. We don't do that this year, Tim. We have not done that the last two nope, weeks. We have not. What transpired a previous play when it's been negative has they have crippled overcome. You. Crippled you. Yeah. And then, you know, you have to be able to make – adjustments and follow through on them. And we have I think the that. coaching staff puts their team in good positions, but certain players have failed to follow through on direction properly. And when those failures happen, you get an 81 yard touchdown pass. You get a one play, you know, drive yeah. and you lose the lead. Let me that is what the story of the game was. And I, I still can't get over. It was the turnovers. It was the boneheaded b- plays. boneheaded plays and the boneheaded penalties. I mean, in week six, that should not happen. No, no. And, and I'm going to, and to me sitting there Saturday watching the game, it is just utterly frustrating when this is, you lose count of how many games the last couple of years. We have lost by boneheaded mistakes. And it brings me to the point, Tim, 
is this a talent problem? Is it a scheme problem? Is it a culture problem? The same questions that we thought we had answered in 16. You had, yeah, you had a bad year last year, threw out the window. Come back strong this year. What is it? it I can't figure it out because there is talent on this football team to be 5-1 to be a top-10 team in the country. There is no doubt in my mind. I, I don't know what it is. If you, well, let's put it this way. If you look at history at Youngstown State football, in 1991, mm-hmm. the year they won their first championship yes. under Jim Trussell, they were 3-3. Three and three. Yes. And they had to win out. And they had to go to number one Georgia Southern to win. And I was yes. just, he just yes. took, yes. You need, as you mentioned earlier, should have been your marquee, your signature win. Yes. And it became now your signature loss instead. So it's up to this team to recognize where they're at and build on it coming into this week against the Salukis. Because now, one thing you have to do in sports more than anything is, is have a cutoff. What you did yesterday does not does will not be graded on what you do in the future. Meaning, what you do now is all that matters. Mm-hmm. You can't change the past. The last two weeks, as disappointing as they were, are over. You have to move on. It's the next play. It's the next practice. It's the next, you know, play in practice. It's the next travel day. Whatever the next thing you're doing, that's the most important thing. The play that you're on now and the next opportunity. And that's where we're going to find out how mentally tough this program is from this point on. Because I think they have the leaders. I, I do believe that they have quality players that can compete. In the Missouri Valley Football Conference. They're going to have to go on the road. And they're going to have to go into a dome and beat North Dakota. It's not going to be easy. Mm -mm. And that's down the road. But it's coming up. But the most important one is this week against the Salukis. A 2-4 and team. Yep. A team that you have to beat on the road. You have to right your ship. You have to do everything right and build on it. And move forward. If you don't do those things, then you don't have a chance. Yeah. The, you're going to a place now in Carbondale where it's not quite the Unidome. But usually when the Penguins go there, Tim, something weird happens. I mean, a couple years ago, 2015, Penguins were up by 17 points and lost. Blew a big lead. Uh, two years ago... Penguins were up, then trailed, and had to hang on for dear life, a justice-free trip sack to win the game. Uh, last year, Penguins beat the Salukis, Tim. But I don't even want to talk about last year or two years ago. Um, and Wait. this isn't even about Southern Illinois. You mentioned they're 2-4. and four. This is about Youngstown State now. Yeah. And this is about who you are as a program. This is about what kind of program – does Bo Plenty and this coaching staff have? Yeah. It if comes they're down truly to going to embody the grit you, blue-collar mentality 
then you're going to bring your damn work to lunch on Saturday. Excuse my language. And you're going to fight like hell. And you're going to have to scrap and claw. And you're going to have to be... It's not even about being physically tough. It's about being mentally tough now. Because we know we got the talent. And I'm going to throw out the defense giving up uh, 30 or yeah, 31 on Saturday. Uh, they were due for a bad game. Uh, they looked good in the first half, and I think finally they got they wore down. Uh, but this is about being mentally tough Saturday, going on the road in conference to a team that is not good, but they're good enough to beat you. If you don't, if you make these stupid mistakes again, I mean you're making mistakes that should happen in 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 July and August in the first two weeks of the year. Like you said, these mistakes happening week six, inexcusable. Well, here's the thing. If you have blown coverage again, and it's the same player as it has been a couple times the last few weeks, Mm -hmm. then changes have to be made. You have to get that player off the field. It's time for a short leash. Your season's on the line. Well, it's exactly it. It's just time to hold people accountable for their actions on the field. And if you have an, a player who costs you 15 yards when you are driving and you can extend your lead or take a lead back and you have a drive that fails, you have to have leadership on this team to move forward. And who and, are the leaders in this team, Tim? Obviously, it's Nate Mays is your, your, your leader. I mean, right now, I don't know anybody else. What he has proven to me this year is – he wants he's to one win. tough son of a gun. Yeah, and he's going to do whatever he has to to help his team win. Now, they have to recognize what they want to do for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. They have to get their identity. They have to be they gotta get it the back. player. Well, they can't make the mistakes they made last week. I keep going back to the turnovers. I don't care who you are in football. You turn over the ball multiple times in multiple ways. You're not going to win ball games. You're going to you're going to give good teams an opportunity to stay in a game that they shouldn't be, and they'll find a way to beat you yep. because they're going to take advantage of your mistakes. So the most important thing that YSU can do going forward is clean up their own house. Yeah, this it, is like you said. It's about them. It is about them. Yeah, you can't have your number one running back. Touch the ball 17 times and lay one on the floor for no reason. Uh, you just can't have those. You got the ball back and you gave it right back to them. Here's you what, can't do no, these things. No, you cannot. You have the ball at the 45-yard line. You, you cannot have to, turn it over. You get yourself in scoring positions. You have to succeed. Your special teams, I don't care how far the field goal is, you have to make it. If yep. I don't care if six, you're a punter. Seven. Is averaging only 35 yards a kick. He needs to average 40 yards a kick. This is where you find out the men from the boys. Yeah, this is the kind of program you have. Yeah, this is where you challenge every program, every player in this program about what they want to achieve this season. Yep. Because it comes down to players making plays in every football game. I don't care what level you are at. If players do not make plays, you don't win. And when players make negative plays, it puts your team in a deficit to win ball games. Simple as that. So, 
turnover margin, huge the rest of the year out. Obviously, on the road against the Salukis, no more turnovers. I don't know if Nick Mays will be playing or yeah, not. Yeah, I was just going to say. And whatever decision they make, if it's if it's Craycraft, then he has to raise his game to the next level. He was 6 of 10. He has to do even better than that. He has to be 8 of 10. Well, more than that, he has to make sure he doesn't turn over the ball. He has to make sure that he reads defenses and make good decisions. Uh, if that means throwing the ball away, I don't have any problem with mm-hmm. that. If it means running with the ball and picking up 10 yards or turning the corner and, and becoming an effective runner, then that's what he needs to be. Uh, obviously, Mays has proven that his ability and his, his wants to be on the field is at a high level. Yep. And he's your leader of this team. So I, I'm going to imagine, barring physical element not allowing him on the field, he will be on the field. Yeah. To, what what frustrated the hell out of me again is why would you burn Mark Wade for one play? I don't understand yeah, he had that. Yeah, two at carries, all. I think, for yeah. seven yards. I didn't get that. Neither. I don't understand that at all. And maybe the game didn't set up to where you wanted him. Uh, I think, based on what I've heard, Nate May should play. But we don't know how long. We, we're going to have to see Joe Craycraft probably. That's the way that. And this season is gone. It's uh, Craycraft. It's it's his game. Yeah. Until we don't know. I mean, it's. I guess we could say it's May's game with Craycraft being the number two with, with an opportunity to play. If you use Mark Wade, you better have a package for him. Yeah, not just the two ball. plays. You can't be, as I was listening to the game, well, we know what's coming up here. Mark Wade's in the game. He's going to be a runner. Exactly. You cannot do that. You have to have a package for him. And... Truth of the matter, going forward, we'll just have to wait and see. If they choose, you know, how they choose to attack this going forward. Uh, I'm, like I said, they have to, each game from this point on, you need to be 1 and 0. Each week, you have one goal, and that's to win that game. No and matter how the hell you do it. it. All sports is about being one better than your opponent. Yep. Okay, simple as that. I don't care if you win 33-32. I don't care if you win 100 to nothing. The bottom line is one win, and yep. you move on. And that's where they're at. This is what they're at. They have to go on the road to Southern Illinois and get the, the win. Yep. I don't care if it's 10 to 6. I don't care if it's 30 to 5 or 30 to 7. Find bottom the line is win the game, win and move on. Win in advance. This is now you're now in a tournament the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. It's win and advance. Because if you lose, you're asking others to lose to help you make the playoffs. And that's not good enough. You want to be in control of your own destiny. The only way to do that is win this week, get back to Youngstown, play the game the following week, and then go back on the road. And it's going to be difficult. But before you can get two weeks out to North Dakota, you have to play this week's game against the Salukis, and that is all that matters. Win this Saturday. This is a program game. It's time to quit talking and quit making these excuses and quit beating around the damn bush. It's time to figure out, like you said, what this program wants to be made of. What are these guys in this locker room? Exactly. You got punched in the mouth, and you're on the freaking canvas right now. And now it's time... 
Either you're going to roll over and play dead the rest of the year, and it's going to get really ugly, or you can get up, stagger around, and you can punch Illinois right in the frickin' mouth. Every fighter gets punched in the face. You the ones that go back down, yeah. One, once you go down to canvas, you have to get yourself back off, dust off, and and get it back in there. And sometimes you just have to survive and move on. This team has to prove itself all over again. It's zero zero right now. The rest of yep. the season, and it is tournament time. You have to be one and zero this week. Yeah, and go forward. You're at, you're in the basement of the football conference. And that's the bottom line. Missouri Valley Football Conference, you're in the basement. And the only way to climb out of it is to start this week against the Salukis, get the W, move forward. And how they do that, it's very simple. No turnovers, good quality defense, and be exploitive. Take advantage of your opponent's mistakes. Be exploitive. Take care of your ball and cause havoc. For your opponent. Simple as that. Tim, we got your keys. Penguins and Salukis, 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon in Carbondale. Uh, YSU should beat Southern Illinois. They should be favored. They probably are favored. Are we going to get a prediction out of you? or, or They'll be 1-0 at the end of this week. Simple as that. They're going to win. What the score will be, I don't know. They have to be 1-0. If they're not, next week is going to be a really bad podcast because we're going to be really pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Simple yeah, as that. It's, it's, uh, Tim, I, I, I can see this game going in three ways. We can come out and blow the doors off him and win by two, three scores. And it could be a a nice plan ride home back to Youngstown, get ready for another bad team in Western Illinois. Penguins could scrap and claw and get a close one. Or they can come out and look quit and look flat out bad and get blown out and blown out of Carbondale. I, Tim, I really have no clue how this game's going to go. But based on what this program has done in the past, I'm picking Southern Illinois. Until this program shows me that they can respond to adversity in a mature fashion, in a fashion that a playoff team does, until they can truly show me that they're great you, I can't pick them to win. All right, I want to pick them to win. Saturday's the Battle of the Basement. Let's see who who does not want to be in the basement after three weeks of conference play. Simple as that. So once again, YSU takes on Southern Illinois in what Tim is calling the first round of the Battle of the Basement. Three o'clock in Carbondale at at Saluki Stadium. Game will be broadcast on WBCB. Tim and I will be back next week in what hopes to be a joyous podcast because, like Tim said, if we lose, it could be a very pissed-off one. Because I can sense the growing frustration from you, Tim. I can sense it. It's starting to build up. So once again, Tim and I will wrap up Episode 9 of the Ice Cash Report. Penguins come into Southern Illinois 4-2. and two. 
Losers of the last two in close games. Trying to get out of the basement and trying to make one last stand. So for Tim, I'm Anthony. Until episode 10 next week, we'll see you next week.